Hello and welcome back to my podcast, Helping with New Understanding of Substance Use, Helping and Motivating a Person with an Addiction. My name is Brittany and I'm a family recovery coach and a behavioral health coach. I have a partner who's a person who has alcohol use disorder and I also have family members including my parents and my sister who have substance use disorders. I have lived in experience and I also help families as well uh, in, help them, in helping them motivate their loved ones towards finding help and finding treatment for them. In today's podcast, what we are going to be talking about is understanding in a new way um, that one size does not fit all. And what that means is that we're going to talk about how each of our loved ones have um, a different reasoning behind their use. And we're going to be looking at that not all treatments are going to be the same and not all people are going to recover the same. So in understanding that one size does not fit all, what it's going to do is it's going to invite your loved one to find ways to change that works for them. That's what we're going to work towards in discovering in this episode is for us inviting our loved one to find a way for change to work for them. And um, so in past episodes, you may have heard me talk about understanding a person's substance use and the whys behind their substance use. And what this means is that each person has a different reason for their use. And uh, substances are used in a way that's a reinforcing. It reinforces uh, the behaviors and um, and so each person has a different reason for their use and the um, reason behind their use is reinforced in a different way and so I kind of want to bring light to that in stating I'm sure you've really heard a lot of people state that um, that's what addicts do they're just an addict um and that's not that's that first of all that's black and white thinking and that puts someone into a box and does not allow us to see the the deeper meaning behind our loved ones use um our loved ones don't use because they're just addicts they use because the behavior makes sense to them and they're getting some sort of reward or reinforcement from using their substances they're not insane or immoral the substance is providing a benefit and this means that every person is different on their reason for use and what is reinforcing about the substance is different for each person there is scientific evidence that tells us that people's relationship with substances are influenced by different sort of um, things and I'm sure we all know it, it's biological, psychological, social, or biopsychosocial, and which means that our genes and what we've been through in life, who we spend time with, and what kind of emotional issues we struggle with, 
are all parts of the mix. So each of us have different strengths and vulnerabilities, and there's and some are unique and personal. The combination of these factors that determine what these are these are the combination factors that determine what is reinforcing or what is rewarding for a given person. And um, so you want to think about this in the context of your loved one and what this may, um, they may get out of their using. Do they smoke weed because it reduces their anxiety or it helps them to be social? Does your loved one drink because it helps with their depression? Do they drink because it helps them unwind after work? Do they drink because it's fun? What has your loved one expressed to you and what have you observed? What is it you know about your loved one and their environment that they grew up in? That's going back to our biopsychosocial reasonings. What's contributing to their current environment that may be increasing their substance use? Um, so I'll share just a little bit about um, some personal experience here and kind of understanding this. Um, my partner, as I've stated, he's a person who has a alcohol use disorder. And uh, currently he um, is in another reoccurrence phase. And what's kind of going on in this is that he has a lot of, um, a lot of factors that are contributing to this current reoccurrence. Um, he came home December 22nd from inpatient and um, he injured his hand. That is a trigger for him. He's lost a friend. That's a trigger for him. Um, but also in this and having the understanding that that it's just not, it's environmental currently, but also those triggers are triggering things from past, from past use. It's triggering other emotional experiences and, and, and it's also creating certain um, things for him that's really hard for him to kind of deal with emotionally and in the moment of this time. And so that is something that's unique for him. And um, that is one of his unique reasons for use currently. And he is, whenever, what happens whenever he drinks is, is that it is reinforcing something. It's reinforcing um, in a way that um, it provides safety, provides security. It's what he's known for 17 plus years. Um, so, there's a lot of combination factors that are kind of going on. And so in this, I, I need to understand as a partner that one size does not fit all, that he's not going to recover at the same pace as um, some other individuals who may have gone through the same treatment as he did because his experiences are different 
his reasonings for use are different. His triggers are different. He's an individual person and his substance use is reinforced in a different way for him than it may be for your partner or for your loved one. And so for me, it's important for me to bring that awareness, bring that understanding um, to the surface so that it kind of helps me to continue supporting him in a way that ha- is with compassion, kindness, and understanding, but also helps him to continue on the path towards uh, recovery and towards sobriety. Because otherwise, if I used um, shaming techniques, if I blamed him, if I yelled at him like I would in the past, then what is going to be happening is that motivation is going to be shut down and he's not going to want to be open. He's not going to want to be honest. He's not going to want to continue um, going towards his his goal um, because of he wouldn't have a supportive environment to uh, continue to have personal growth in himself. So that's where we're trying to work towards in this and having that understanding is providing a uh a safe place to have personal growth to continue to grow at his own pace and I'm not saying that that's easy um, it is something that's really challenging for me to kind of bring awareness to in that but it it has been something that has been helpful to kind of uh, be able to support him in a very positive sort of way in that way so that he is continuing his treatment and that he is continuing growing and he's finding help that he needs but it's on his his terms and he is going to recover but it's going to take time and that is something that I need to also recognize in this so why it's important to understand that one size does not fit all is because you're going to be looking at different factors that will motivate your loved one to make changes. What may work for one person may not work for another. Um, One good example is that AA does not work for all, but it does work for some. It did work for my partner, um, and he's not a person who really um, enjoys AA. Um, The same for smart recovery and other support groups. People may not Uh, find their recovery in those. My partner, he is a person who has found some recovery in uh, smart recovery based groups and he really thrives and enjoys going to those groups. Um, And this is all because, because it does not, just because it does not work for your loved one, it does not mean that they're not willing to make the changes. It means that their behavior is unique to them And they need to find the best treatment path that works for them. Listen to them and observe what does work. Not all people are going to need inpatient or outpatient or even therapy, but some are going to need it. Some are going to need medication-assisted treatment. And that's okay too. It's not replacing one drug for another. It's creating change and life-changing habits for a better and brighter future. 
what you observe what works for them you once you observe what works for them you can then start seeing their motivation for change as them on the individual level as an individual and it's critical to understand that things that will reinforce change in your loved one are unique to them even though they may not make that much sense to you when it comes to substance use and it's not uncommon to want to force people to choose one path or to insist that they embrace one way of thinking about their problem especially when other people tell you that way it will work um but this this sort of line of thinking will shut down any form of motivation or change in thinking that your loved one must do treatment this way or that way does not allow them as the individual to find a path that works for them and it's important to be able to really realize that your loved one is an individual they're going to be different than my partner they're going to be different than my sister who is a person who hasn't had any formal in treatment out treatment therapy um to kind of guide her towards recovery she um was addicted to meth and heroin and she was able to um detox herself and um go through that process herself without any formal treatment um and sustain from meth and from heroin she still is a person who is working towards um recovery from alcohol use but that is an improvement for her and that is her individual recovery she has used certain support groups she has used celebrate recovery and has found her recovery that way but besides that she has really been um self-motivated self-directed and has found her um path towards recovery through motivating herself through her children through her family and um she continues finding new ways to support herself every single day that kind of works for her um what my role in that was really supporting those choices without forcing um a particular path of recovery for her and allowing her to really um take the chances on what works for her and finding what works for her it really uh gave her a chance to have her own autonomy to really have that chance to explore and make changes for herself in the world. And she's doing really amazing and really fantastic at it and there she she probably is a person who needs some some more guidance some some more help but as a family member what I can do is just continue providing those resources continue providing the support where I can the encouragement and the motivation and the love where I can for her to allow her to know that she is supported and that if she would like some continual therapy that there's resources there for it and she's even started being a little bit more open and more honest about that is what she needs and she's started to kind of explore it and finding things that she may need for herself
And so um, it's just really bringing forth that awareness in myself that I can't control another person. Uh, but what I can do is I can support another person in recognizing that they're an individual and that their path towards recovery is going to be different than um, somebody else's path. So, like I've said before, this may seem scary because you may you may you may know what's best for them, and you may be scared of their continual use without getting on a specific path, but. Each person recovery is unique to them and how they choose to recover is up to them. What we want to do is encourage the different options provide and provide the choices and reinforce what we see that is working. If you're seeing that they're going to uh, support group meetings and you're seeing that there's a reduction in, in their use, they may have not stopped yet, you want to reinforce that. You want to continue uh, seeing, praising the things and the change that you see. That reinforces the behavior that you want to see. That's craft at its finest right there is using that reinforcement. Because remember, substances are a reinforcement, but you want to provide a different sort of reinforcement and praise, positive attention, uh, that reinforces a behavior in a different way and it helps to reduce substance use. So that's what you want to do. You want to, anytime you see a reduction in use, anytime that you see a behavior you want to see, you want to reinforce what is working. And whatever that may be for them, um, that's where you want to put your focus. Even no you, in your hearts of hearts, you may know that they need inpatient. They may not be ready for it yet. And so you want to put your focus where you can have control. And where you can have control is with your words and with your actions. And you can use positive reinforcement and positive um, statements to kind of help reinforce certain behaviors. So giving people options that make sense to them and that are consistent with their specific needs, resources, and values gives them more motivation to want to change. So as you can see, there's no cut and dry answer as to what uh, I should do if my loved one is using substance in a destructive manner or what you should do. There are many factors in play and you'll also want to bring awareness of your own background and reactions in helping your loved one because your behaviors have influence on your loved one. And we kind of talked a little bit about that before is how your behaviors have influence on your loved one. If you're nagging, if you're yelling, if you're screaming, you can influence them in a way that may increase their use because of that. That's not conducive to change. And that gives them that um, opportunity to, to state, oh, well, I might as well go ahead and get drunk because they're angry at me. They may go ahead and end up getting drunk anyways without that. But what you're doing is you're removing yourself as that excuse for getting drunk or getting 
uh, wasted or whatever. So you're removing your influence in that way, but you can provide influence in a positive manner to help increase the behavior you want to see with with kindness, compassion, and love. So what that looks like is with understanding statements like, I understand that last night was really hard for you. You just lost somebody and increasing your your substance use, I can see has hurt you a lot. Um, But what I am proud of you is I'm proud of you that you were able to maintain just drinking one beer last night and that I'm really proud of you for that and for doing that 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 means a lot to me and I can see the change that you're really making in this you really want recovery and that's just really bringing forth understanding uh, bringing forth understanding of that they are struggling bringing forth awareness that um, that they are trying and um, just bringing forth understanding that um, this is a process and change takes time and that they're not going to stop their substance use overnight. Even if they do go to some sort of formal treatment program, they may not come out um, in a way where they're going to stop their use. What programs and stuff like that does is it does give them certain tools to start using and to have certain growth towards making more change for themselves but the opposite of that is the same as well some people do come out of treatment and they may never use again they may never drink again um but it's once again it's one size does not fit all and um so that treatment just because it didn't work the first time doesn't mean that it may not work the second time or the third or the fourth time it's because change takes time and change is a process so while there may be no cut and dry solution you know a lot about your loved one most likely and and that will be your greatest asset in helping motivate your loved one to make changes you likely know what they struggle with what their strengths are what they have been through and so on You can use this knowledge to help them define pathways towards change based on who they are as an individual. And you can can include yourself in this as well. Uh, You can include yourself in this in helping with support and helping to make changes. Um, And you can be involved and you can help. Um, We have we have all tried to help our loved ones and um you know there may have been times where as we've tried to help our loved ones we may have heard some well-intended advice to tell our loved ones that they need to leave or we need to kick them out or they have to go to rehab or they won't get better um i'm sure you've heard it all um But be careful because that's black and white thinking. In supporting a person with a substance use disorder, um, you want to really go back and remember one size doesn't fit all. One treatment may work for one, but another treatment may not work for another. That doesn't mean it's failed. It doesn't mean that they're a failure. It just means that they 
need to keep trying. Uh, we need to continue being supportive and understanding where we can. And um, but it's important to be careful with the black and white thinking because it will shut down the possibility of understanding your loved one. And in that, that may shut down motivation and it may also um, shut down how you can really help them. Uh, you, you, that's what you want. That's what the goal of all of this is, is that you are wanting to be able to help. And so the best way in this um, context here is to understand that your loved one is an individual. They're an individual person that substances reinforce them a different reason for a different reason than why it may for my partner, for my sister. Um, and so in this, it it's also important for you to really bring some awareness of how difficult this is going to be for you and having some of this understanding because a lot of us are used to to blame our and we want to shame and we want to criticize in order to motivate a person but that's not what's going to help them in the long run criticism shuts down motivation blame shuts down motivation it doesn't help them grow in any sort of way and um, love, kindness, and compassion is what helps a person heal, what helps a person grow. I know how hard this can really be because like I stated a little bit earlier, um, my with the reoccurrences that my partner has had, it has been stressful. It has been um, a little overwhelming, but in honesty, with having a lot of these skills and having these lot of resources, I haven't felt that anger that I used to feel because it's been replaced with love. It's been replaced with kindness. It's been replaced with compassion and awareness of myself and the awareness of my own triggers, my own emotional reactions. And I have to really bring forth awareness of all of that in myself if I want to be able to support him and love him and help continue to motivate him towards change. This is his recovery and he is going to recover at his own pace and with his own time. And he is really upset and really um, shamed shameful for uh, his reoccurrence but if I went in that and put more shame more blame and on that he wouldn't be up right now going around the house trying to better himself today he may be stuck in bed and just letting that cycle go and go and go and that's not that's not a way to help somebody is by blame, putting blame on them, shaming them, hurting them for their use. But I did, and I have done that before. And um, it's hard for us to change our behaviors. So even think about in that context, think about how hard it is for you to change your own behaviors 
and then think about that with your your loved one of how hard it may be for them in changing their behaviors change is hard but it people can and people do change but you do need to make sure in all of this that you are putting some focus on yourself that you are taking care of yourself that you're reaching out for support where you can and you're getting the help that you need for yourself in all of this it's natural and it's okay to want to love support and help a person with a substance use but you have to love and support yourself above all else before you can help another person remember you are important and you're valuable the same as they are important and valuable as well um so in saying that I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to today's podcast, and I hope you got some um, good insight out of this. I look forward to creating some more podcasts as we continue going. Um, I want to throw out there that um, I also have a blog, and I will put that in there um, in the comments as well. And I also uh, have coaching sessions that I, uh, personal coaching sessions. And I also offer a free support group as well called Invitation to Change uh, for family members as well on Zoom. And I will post some information in the comments for that. So in all of this, I just want you to know to take care of yourself to really know that you are valuable in all of this. So until our next episode, you take care of yourself and you have a wonderful rest of your week and I will be speaking to you all again next time. Take care and bye-bye.